My recording's going, everyone's backups are going, nice. We're into the podcast. Welcome again. Uh, welcome to the podcast. This is it. Um, back, back again uh, is Ted Bettridge. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. It's a weird time, but this is a nice little distraction for an hour or so. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Definitely a weird time. Um, but yeah, the, so last last time we had you on, uh, episode 47, back in the good old days, 150 episodes ago or so, 100 wow. more than that now. Um, crazy time. But you were 15, you're now 18, is it? Yeah. It is, yeah. So it's good. It's good. And, and like we were so, so impressed when we got chatting and um, doing the hand lettering and seeing you come on so much now. I mean, I, I, I only just reminded myself that you actually did one of my tattoos, technically. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, do we, do you remember that? Do you remember like you, I got you to write down the word belief on a on a letter on a piece of paper, right? Was it something to do the building as well, or like a? Nah, I definitely remember sending some sort of vector to you, and the word tattoo was in the email or okay. something like that. But I, I couldn't tell you the design now. <laughs> so it was the word belief, I think. I, I, I should have paid you for this. Uh, <laughs> but um, can you show it on camera bit... now? Or is it in some weird yeah, place? Yeah, yeah. Not no, like a no, no, or anything. Not suitable for work or no. <laughs> no so um, I will show it to you in a minute. Um, but yeah, so it was a word belief. You mm. you wrote you scribed it down like uh, hand lettered it sort of on a piece of paper like three or four times. I basically picked one and then I took it to the tattoo artist. Yeah. And it's not exactly the same as you did it because she said it's too thick and it would bleed too much. Right. So it's a little bit thinner, but it was one of my first tattoos I got. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> let me stand up and do this. I got both of us. <laughs> Hang on. Um, it says it says belief in action and. But the belief is to the test of time, but the, the action has just bled so much. Yeah, so out. my design fine, it's the other one that's the problem, yeah, yeah, basically. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tattoo artist got completely wrong. Um she she fucked up the A basically on the on the action and it sort of sort of bled a bit. Um so if anyone knows me, uh, the action part of that tattoo is probably my least favourite one. But the belief bit is great. I love it. What do you do um, when a when an artist starts messing like when you notice it's wrong? Hug Yeah. Well I went back to the same person and she she made it a little bit better, but now it looks like A-C-T-I-O-N. So it looks like A-C and now the kerning's off as well. So it's, it's really frustrating being a designer and we're noticing it. Um, but hey, you know, um, I guess you've got to live with it now. Yeah. You're going to remember that tattoo whilst this forever. But no, it was good. Um, but there you go. You got, you're on my arm forever, I guess. Uh, and that's one thing I want to try and do is, is get like different artists I like and different creatives. Um, mm. and paint I, I'll, and do, I'll do your tattoo. <laughs> I, <laughs> But yeah, that was like when you when you were fifteen, you did that. So that's crazy to think, like, since you were fifteen, yeah, something on my arm that's, um, but yeah, it's good, good story. <laughs> uh, so we could start off with, um, well, you are online. You don't have anything online. Like we didn't. Mm. We had to. We had to ask you for information about you. Yeah, you, you had no idea what you'd done, um, apart from the childish clothing, right? Mm. So uh, why is that? Why are you not online at all? Why do you not keep keep your profile out there or why put information out there? Because at this stage in time, I think I sort of, I can't pinpoint a certain age or year or when there was a bit of a turnaround, but I sort of started to think some of my favourite brands and sort of concepts and even if we want to go straight into the clothing and stuff, you know, a bit about the classic Supreme Palace all that is that you don't really know who's behind it unless you proper dig deep and mm. it almost adds another level to it and I sort of this like this I think I said to you a bit a couple of days ago like this would be one of the last podcasts I do for a while anyway is because like um 
I I like the idea that it's a bit anonymous who's behind it now. And to me, it's sort of fun anyway how I'm now flipping where my main selling point at 15 was, look at me, I'm Ted, I'm 15. And now it's like, I don't want to be known. I just want the brand to be known. So mm. that's that's probably the best reason I could give for, nah, for that. That's good. Yeah, I, I got a I got a message from Mark last night. He was like, "How's the research going?" And I went, "I tell you what, I can't find anything. <laughs> There's nothing to find." Yeah, that's good though. At least it's working for you, and that's uh, that's good. So you don't have any personal like Facebook account or anything like that? No, I got I've got no uh, no personal Instagram, Twitter. I sort of I I have my I have a Twitter, but I end up deleting it every week just because Twitter annoys me. And yeah. then I've got um. I have Facebook, but I haven't touched that for about four years, I think, since probably we did the last podcast. So, yeah, no, that's uh, I think I've I deleted my Facebook and now I've got this um, this account, which is only from my when I was about 12 on there. Mm. And I can't get rid of it because I can't log into it. I don't know the password <laughs> yeah. or anything. Yeah. And the email is not my email now either. So it's, I don't know, it's lost on Facebook forever. Just sort of have to leave it there and let it die eventually. <laughs> It'll be part of your uh-huh. documentary or something in the in the future. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. This is what twelve year twelve year old Mark was like. Yeah, it's probably my first selfie as well. That profile picture. So, yeah, I just did, I just took off my uh, Skype profile picture because it was my Facebook profile. I think I'm sixteen in that picture, so I was like, oh, I can't have that anymore. That's how Still I feel when people watch your video with me, and it's like, oh, that's not me anymore. Trust me, it's, but it's 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 that's like if you search, that's probably the most you'd find is that video. Mm. Hopefully this one overtakes it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. But um, coming at it from a fresh point of view, Yacoub, how, how did you find that podcast, the first podcast with Ted? And what did you think of Ted um, like at such a young age? I think, yeah, like the first thing that stuck out to me that his mentality was a lot better than mine when I was 15. <laughs> I was, uh, I don't think I had that same energy or drive at 15. That came a bit later. Probably around your age now, I'd say. Maybe 17. I knew that I wanted to be a designer quite young but I didn't put that much thought into it until I got into like college so it was it was interesting to see mm. that side of it coming from such a young age mm. and I'd like to see how if any of that has changed you know, like you talked about um one working one of wanting to work for like Gary Vee and stuff mm. has, any, has any of that direction shifted or I think part of the probably the biggest shift from then to now is sort of I'm much less involved in like the same way you can't really find much about me it's like I don't really watch much YouTube anymore or sort of indulge in other you know people like Gary B or even the future and Chris Doe which is where I really got started it's right. now I sort of I'd rather you know read like Richard Branson's autobiography or if I'm going to find some sort of inspiration it's more from like the straight from the horse's mouth sort of thing Mm, because like I think I don't know I think it gets it got to a point for me personally where it's like exactly stuff like this I'd much rather listen to a podcast for an hour of someone's story and that's it and like it's it's true and there's a like Seth Godin's another one that I really like read all his books and you've got to respect the sort of stuff he does but it's I don't know. Facade is the wrong word to use, but I think to, there's a there was an extent as I was growing up with the Gary Vee stuff where it's like it's nice in snippets. There there is some information somewhere there, but actually 
I'd rather just do, stick my own path and do my own thing. Yeah, yeah, I think I think everyone goes for that stage. I know I watched yeah. a lot of yeah. gallery at one point as well. I I swapped it out for what for reading, kind of what you're saying. I read a lot of uh, Wally Allen's books, mm. uh, just on branding because I know that that's something that I'm the most interested in. Yeah, but I yeah. think yeah, hearing it from the from the person themselves and hearing a full story can take you a lot further than those little two three moments. Yeah, minute snippets, snippets. Hundred percent. That's interesting as well because. That's something um, I picked up on the, from listening back to the last podcast. Was I, I really I said in, in the podcast I wanted to own my own branding agency. I wanted to brand it. Mm-hmm. That's completely switched. Like now I just want to work in a football club, and I, I do. But I want to like progress into different clubs. Yeah. And I guess at the moment is travel the world whilst working for football clubs. Like go to Barcelona, go to Real Madrid, yeah, yeah, go to Bayern Munich. So yeah, it's like crazy. It's it's crazy how how like three years down the line you can be totally different direction. Mm. Um, and so much happier for it, I guess, as well. But um, the one thing you did mention on the podcast was that you're doing your GCSEs. Just started them. Yeah. <laughs> how did they go? How, I don't want to be like patronising, but how did they go? And like, how did the A-levels go? A-levels are still going. Okay, so, um, GCSEs, I won't list you stats and numbers, but I did I did all right. I did pretty well. Um, I, I, always, I think at one point, but even that, like in that video with you, because I, I watched it back about a week ago before this, and right. I was talking about going into some agency as a freelancer after GCSE. And like, <laughs> oh, like talking about going to college, that sort of thing. And all I've done, I've stuck at the same secondary school. I'm doing, I'm doing sixth form now. I've got my same mates, same people around me. It's just, um, it's just more me that has changed than the situation. But I, I wouldn't have it any other way. And actually, I'm um, A levels. I'm taking photography, which I integrate quite a lot of graphics into, and then psychology and philosophy. No, so it's uh, good choices. It's um, it's it's interesting as well how that's influenced what I'm doing. Whereas before, it was sort of like school and design stuff was very separate. Mm. Now it's even in like my personality, like even client calls and that sort of thing, it'd sort of be like too like a bit of um. Batman, Bruce, like that sort of thing. Um, but now it's sort of like I am who I am in both situations, which I prefer personally, but I know some people like a bit of differentiation or two sides of the coin sort of thing. Yeah, no, no, it's interesting. So how, how come you didn't like go for that uh, uh, the agency route and try and, try and get a, like a work experience? I mean, you did work experience at, at GBH, but yeah. like, did you... Because you said you're going to go for an apprenticeship and stuff. How did that yeah. kind of just went sort of off course and just stayed at uni- at um, college? Well, I think one, and this is the same thing that's when I'm looking at unis now. Like right. apprenticeships lack a lot of creative industry. Apprenticeships as a whole, like guided through school. If the word they you know uni is the big one they promote regardless, but when they hear the word apprenticeship, they're thinking engineering or yeah, some yeah. you know something in science or. So journalism, that sort of industry, there's no sort of graphic design apprenticeship, marketing apprenticeship. And um, yeah, I just, I sort of, I enjoy, I enjoy still the school atmosphere. And mm. it's my, especially now, like the most social life I have is <laughs> going to school. Like there's nothing else we can do. So, yeah. I, you know, I've still got, I, I still prefer the school environment at this age than I would, I think, going to an agency at 16 yeah, no. when everyone else is 40 or 
all that sort of thing. That's cool. Because that, that would be my next question. It's like, why, why are you going to university? Because I like... <laughs> I know, I know this is interesting because I know we're from different. Like we're, me and Yakub, Yakub went to yeah. university. I didn't go to uni, um, right. so it's really interesting to hear both sides of it. Um, I, I, my question would be: you obviously, you don't need to, but so why would you do it? But it'd be interesting to hear what Yakub thought of that and like why why you are going to apply for universities or if you're yeah. Yeah. Well, um, think I've only ever worked. I think I did three weeks at a local sports shop doing it doing just like counting stock, doing a bit of like banner design for him. And si- since that podcast, all I've, all I've done to earn money is design yeah, and graphic design. And the, the sort of, within the specifics, it might've changed whether it's, you know, more clothing based or more sort of poster design or lettering calligraphy, but it's all under that roof of design regardless. And so I'm pretty set that within my life, I will be doing design for the rest of my life. I'm pretty sure in some way or another, whether it's marketing based or branding, whatever, I'm pretty sure it will be under that roof of design. And so I just sort of think, you know, I've, well, my biggest thing is I'm taking a year out and I'm traveling is my number one. That is lit. I've, I've been wanting to do that for years and we can talk a bit about that later. But yeah, you said that on the, said that the last podcast, didn't you? So that's interesting. Yeah. Stuff, it? It's good. It's good stuff. But, um, I just think like uni is something that, I'm never going to get that time back, I don't think, personally, to go to uni. And if if I'm going to be designing the rest of my life, probably ending up in London doing something anyway, I may as well have three or four years of just, you know, the this side of it and that's sort of something that you can't get back and just enjoy. That's something, even within design, like, just just enjoying it more. And I think uni I would enjoy more from a selfish point of view than straight into the industry. Fair enough. Like, that's a that's a great perspective. Fair. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't mean yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else to add on that one, you keep. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much nailed it for me. Well, yeah. I mean, he's pretty much said everything that I wanted to say in regards to my reasons to go into uni. You know, mm. I think I think what's good about design courses or creative courses in general, actually specifically for design is that they kind of throw every aspect of design at you and then you it's up to you to decide what sticks and what doesn't. You know, I liked the the two things that I love the most about design is the theatrical side of design, which is like the big sculptures and uh, art pieces that are put on the side of buildings and stuff mm. and uh, branding, you know. And if I, I could do more, you know, I they'd throw other other pieces at you for like book covers and whatever yeah. what have you and it's up to you then to decide okay i don't like doing this and i do like doing this so this is something so i should put more focus into this you know it's just throwing yeah. shit at a wall and wait till something sticks yeah and you'll find like i i thought you know going in that i would like advertising as mm. my primary i was like oh, i'm gonna probably do an advertising I'll be in an advertising studio and now I'm entirely branding, you know? So mm, yeah. you do learn things about yourself while you're, while you're there. Mm. What's, what's the biggest thing you learned at UKIP at university? Like, what, and also, do, did you think you had the experience before? Or did you think you had the know-how to go straight into the industry or, or I, did you set on going to uni? Well, I mean, for me, my teacher recommended everybody at, at the end of A-level going to the foundation yeah. course. 
I knew going into that foundation course that I wanted to do design. But I wanted to go in with an open mind that maybe, you know, 3D will stick out to me, special effects will stick out to me or whatever. I it, Just in that year, I it was just confirmed more and more to me that I wanted to do graphic design. But even at the end of that year, I didn't know what specifically in graphic design. And that's something we've talked about on other podcasts. You know, do you need to specialize? Do you need to find a niche? For me, I did feel like I needed to find a niche. And at the end of that one year, I still hadn't found that niche, but I'd narrowed it down. I knew I didn't want to do art. I knew I didn't want to do specifically photography. I knew I wanted to be in design. And then all, all the education system ever does is just bottleneck you to a final point. And then it's up to you. You know, mm. the once you're once you're done, then then you're on your own, and then you're out of the bottle. Uh, so, I don't think I think if I had skipped uni, I wouldn't have had a structure that helped me find where I am today. Nice, yeah, that's fair point. I think yeah, like you say, it's just important. You find it important. You find it useful um, to do. So it's definitely up for different people and different things. It's good. I think I think it's great that we've got we're in an industry that you can go to uni and, and like enjoy it, and then. Also, if you don't want that, you can still make it, sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's good. It's a good place to be, I think. Um, having that university style, I guess I miss out on it a little bit. I, I do, I do. I, not, I don't regret not going to uni, but I do sort of wish I'd gone and had the experience of Fair drinking FOMO. most nights. I didn't get yeah. that experience. Like, <laughs> I well, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But like, I, I get, yeah, I think that's such a, it's such a big thing in our culture, and like, yeah, uh, sort of. Like student culture, university culture is such a big thing in in society in England. Like, I, yeah, I sort of do miss out. Like watching in between us and watching things like fresh meat. And I think, <laughs> yeah, cool. It would be cool to go to uni and like just see what it's like. But hey, you know, you, you just just have to do it the day down the line. Like we're trying to do it now. Like, thinking about getting a pool table for not pool table, a table tennis table for for this like our room here, and like trying to turn it into a bit more. Now that I've got my own place, so like, it's a bit more of a just like a drinking like drinking most nights or how I want to live sort of thing so I'm sort of trying to, I'm trying to bring that bit of that back now you've gone reverse good. you've gone back to yeah. the <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah a little bit yeah. our apartments would look very different Mark mine would just be full of books and yours would be full of booze <laughs> I'm not a complete alcoholic I can't, I like no drink, let's not but... let's not tell that narrative <laughs> let's just what so let's not start start a narrative rather okay alright yeah. I mean people know me from, from the last event the Crazy Waffle event I like drinking. What's <laughs> Nothing wrong with Nothing that. Wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. That. Um, if, if you, yeah. Anyway, so moving on. Um, <laughs> That's gonna get cut. <laughs> Why? Like, what? No, That's I'm joking. I'm, I'm playing. I am of legal age now to drink. Yeah. So it is. You know, there's no 15 year old influence store or any of that. So when Corona's over, we'll have to go for a drink. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, where, where are we outside in the world again? I can't, unless you don't want to say. But. I'm based, uh, I won't give the postcode, but I'm based just um, <laughs> like Rickmansworth, Watford. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's near, it's about half an hour, 40 minutes from London. Nice. Where are you, to, where are you two based? I'm North London. I'm so Manchester. <laughs> Manchester, yeah, that's yeah. one of my top unis, is Manchester is Met. That's what I'm, I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, that was London, one of yeah. my top unis too, but I ended up at the University of Bolton. So, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I actually do like the facilities at Manchester Met a lot. Mm. Uh, I purely get, went to the University of Bolton because Man Met didn't let me in in the foundation course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but looking at your portfolio, you won't have that issue. <laughs> it's it's weird that the, the timing of all this because I literally just today sent off that portfolio to um, UAL. All right. 
because they requested a portfolio. And Manchester Met, I think in a week's time, mm. they're sending me a request or something. So it's it's weird timing how this is happening now. Mm. Yeah, how's uh, how grade levels been like disrupted from it, like Corona? It's definitely it's definitely hit some more than others, and some subjects more than others. Like um, photography now is hundred percent coursework, so they've cut any exam or essay or anything like that. That's a good but, thing. Is that is that not a good thing though? It's a good it? it's a good thing, but to me, like I'd rather photography stay the same. Cut a bit out mm. of psychology or philosophy. Like they're the ones that <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, they're yeah, the ones yeah. that are content heavy and like all that sort of thing. But I reckon we're not at the end. There'll be something. Something will happen. Whether it, I doubt they'll bin them off, but there'll be some sort of regulation or consideration that it, they, there's no way they can continue. Because we, my school had it well off. Like there are some people I know up north who are in sixth form doing A levels, and I think they've only been in school like two weeks since September. Mm. You know, so it's like even across the UK scale, I know Wales have gone, Scotland have gone. Like something's got to happen. But I mean, I'm not there in Parliament, so I can't really. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know photography had an exam. It's uh, it's got an essay. Oh, there's there's oh, an essay yeah, of part of it, and then there's a um, there's like a ten hour something. Right, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought that, it was. I, was yeah. I thought you were going to say there was a written exam because when I was at college, I did design yeah. and photography, and there was only yeah, yeah, the the essay which you had to stylize as well, and mm. um, I think it was like a ten hour yeah. sit in silence and design. Yeah. It se- seemed <laughs> like a weird in. concept. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think the point of that is like just to sort of say there's a photography exam. That's exactly what I, it is. <laughs> I think it's just to stick in that timetable and make sure I there's I think it's just part of the curriculum. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, one thing I wanted to chat about as well is, uh, I know you, you said to me on via message that you don't take people's advice or you don't you know, take it with a pinch of salt sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, have you got any advice of building experience whilst, before university? Like whilst, whilst you're doing A-level GCSEs? Because this is something that... Um, when you come out of university, people expect, want you to have university. They want you to have uh, real world design experience, mm. and it's it's tricky, obviously, whilst you're at university to to have the time to do other stuff on yeah. the other side, unless you're not going out or you're not having, you know, not enjoying the experience as much. Um, so that, now that you've done it before, and and this is something that if you've got before university, you sometimes you, if you don't want to go to uni, you don't have to because you've got that experience. It's the same thing I did, although mm. I did go to Shillington, but. Um, so, like, how, how, what advice have you got for people that are, are your age and younger that maybe listen to this, uh, trying to build up sort of a uh, year's worth of experience before university age? Well, it's interesting because I, before making my portfolio, which I literally finished yesterday before I sent it off to you, um, I, in my head, I assumed that that portfolio would be full of client projects, big names that I just sort of chuck in to show. But actually, I think at least a third to a half of my portfolio is school-based work. So either mm. product design, GCSE, or photography A-level, because it it shows the... If I'm, if I'm being completely honest, doing a client project, I'm not going to have the same level of conceptual evaluation that I am within a school environment because that's what gets you the marks. Whereas I'm not getting marked at a grade for a client logo. It's just the end product that they really care about. 
So yeah. I think, but the biggest thing I say about experience wise is, again, a, a third I reckon of that portfolio is just stuff I've done on my own accord. Like there's no, I haven't been commissioned for it. I haven't been sort of requested or it's just been stuff that I'm into that I've led into design, like certain music, certain films, certain aspects of clothing or brands or it, it's sort of, you don't, you, I think it's a big sort of thing that it's like, oh, I, I wish I could do design, but no one would want me to design or it's like, just fake a client. I've, I've got sketchbooks of from 2014, 2015 and I just used to make up random client names Still, even my lettering that I used to do, just random letters, random words, random T-shirt graphics or just things that you're interested in. And then if you put it out there enough, someone's bound to pick it up or, you mm. know, it's just, I think it's more just a matter of can, time and just, I'm sounding all Gary Vee now, but it's it's just a matter <laughs> of, um, it's just that sort of consistency or a bit of vulnerability that, okay, it might not be great, but even so people love to see a bit of a journey so sticking it out there and then building it something more something's more likely to happen than if you sat around and did nothing you know so yeah for sure yeah and if we're talking about career ladders that's the sort of that's the sort of time isn't it when you you, you are like just formulating you're, just, you're practicing the tools you're practicing the software getting better and better mm. and to doing more of it would just would only help you keep like when, when you were at school like Photoshop and Illustrator. Mm. How much? How much are you doing outside in your free time? How much are you? Um, are you playing around and building your own brands and things? Are we talking college here or high school? Yeah, yeah, like school, college. I think uh, college. I think come six weeks holidays. I never post any of the work or anything, but come six weeks holiday, just to improve Illustrator skills or whatever, I would just, I think, just Google the name of a brand and just start. Uh, artwork and get I didn't really uh, focus more on the uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for what's the word I'm looking for where's it gone the the, the theory part of design <laughs> okay. uh, until probably the beginning of uni so I, at first I just started artworking it because it looked cool you know mm. and, then, and then it wasn't it wasn't until I got to uni where they were like no no that's what we call the, the tail wagging the dog <laughs> so it looked right. may, you know it may look good but you're not in control of the theory behind it you've just done it because it looks cool so once and then once I started understanding that I think design started to get a little bit not easier because no, nothing's ever easy but once you understand it's the importance of building a rationale that's something I started doing in my free time at uni but when it comes to free time in college it was more sh- more artworking I'd say but not for a specific brand or a specific purpose, just because I felt like doing it at the time. That, that's really interesting. That uh, it's something that we younger designers miss out on as well is they get in. We get we all get into it because we think, ah, oh, that's cool. I can tweak something. I can make my own logo and stuff. But there's no theory behind it. And mm-hmm. I think that maybe the younger you learn, that probably the better, and you can have better results. Ted, is that something that you like, picked up on really young? I was watching the future, what reading these these Wally Olivens books and and reading Paul Rand stuff and. Like the theory behind it. How? Like where, when did you realise that that was a thing? I mean, I I'm still I'm still saying I'm still I've never even touched Adobe InDesign. I've never gone on that platform. Wow. Like, okay. I've, 
It's crazy. I've never teach you that in uh, in college, actually. I've never yeah. touched Adobe InDesign just because, to me, <laughs> even layouts, all that, I've always just stuck to Photoshop. Graphics always stuck to Illustrator. Maybe wow. a bit of Premiere Pro in there for video or a bit of just, like, using my iPad. But I think, again, like, I've I've never really had to, like, use a grid or actually I think that's part again why I want to go to uni is like go back to the roots and the traditional like foundation mm. to build off of like I'm still there's sure there's like typography I've picked up on or sort of certain layouts or certain graphics and eras that I pulled from but I still actually you know if you if you said to me something about golden ratio or grids I wouldn't have a clue <laughs> So it's it's I can't I'm still very much a student in that in that aspect. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That, that that's something that you just reminded me of um, when I went to Shillington. That was that was very much me. Like sort of, oh, I don't need to be here. I'm like I know what I'm doing with Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign. <laughs> but like that that's actually a really good point. Going back to the the, the roots and being taught all of mm. those things, mm. um, I learned so much more than I needed that yeah. I didn't know and uh, it's much more about grids and natural principles of design and yeah I've got um, yeah, my arrogance definitely quieting down quite a lot which is yeah. good <laughs> yeah, everyone, I think that's another thing that everyone goes through I remember coming out of the that foundation year that I did at uni thinking you know it was between me and one other person that um, funnily enough yeah. that other person is Gabby who I work with yeah. who are the who are you know who are the ones that are really the most interested in design so I thought, oh, this will be a piece of piss now that I'm on the actual course. Within a month, I realized I didn't know shit, you know, and I, and I had to be more open and willing to learn. So it's that's another, I guess, bonus of mm. having other people around you, having other students around you is puts your ego in check. Yeah, I think I need that. I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. <laughs> Yes, all right. If you haven't if you haven't touched InDesign, you'll learn it very quickly. <laughs> right, it will come very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, InDesign is not too not too tough to pick up on. So if you, yeah, you if use it all the time, ninety five percent of the time you'll be on, on uh, yeah. InDesign probably. But the I mean the, the the arrogant stuff like it it will get swept away if you don't know InDesign at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's definitely happened to me. Anyway. That's good. Um, that's a nice little like part of the podcast there for university talk. I think that's, that was important to get through and um, hopefully it'll help people listening as well. Mm. Um, but I was also something I wanted to chat about was the inspiration, like Paul Rand. Like, I know you two are big on like design history and designers um, and you know a lot about it, uh, a lot more than me as well. So like, could you two geek out on like Paul Rand and things for a minute? Because I'm, I'm interested in listening. Like, what, why, was... why are these people such big inspirations to you two? Well, I, I, th I think they just set the groundwork of um, uh, keeping it simple. I think that's, that's a very key component. And I was lis listening to an Eddie O'Bara talk the other day, and he talked about, you know, keeping a brand simple so it can do complex things. And if you look back through history, a lot of the brands, things like UPS's brand or CVS, CBS's brand, whether it be, you know, Paul, Paul Rand who made it, Saul Bass who made it, they kept it really simple. So that in a in a structure and in a kit of parts, it can do complex things. And uh, I actually have the logo modernism book next to me that I was flicking through last night for for uh, for some work. But yeah, what about what about you, uh, Ted? What's your thoughts? I think it's just like I've always I've always had a bit of obsession with like those sort of eras before I was born. 
like the even whether it's clothing, music, design, films, like to me, it's just I think because I it's a bit like grass is green on the other side because I was never born then or a part of it. It's just so sort of like I'm so drawn to it, and mm-hmm. again, especially with like the Paul Rand stuff. You look at his like logo presentations and the. I think it's to then at that stage, if we're going specific, specifically like Paul Rand, design was much more an art form, in that sense. Whereas like now, you get a you get a logo designer on Fiverr, he's not making a full fifty page next logo book, or what's he got what's there? That, what's what's that, that this is the IBM graphic design guide by by Paul Rand. If yeah. you haven't. If you haven't got it, I would recommend you look it up because if you want to talk about in depth, this is huge. About that's like, what I mean. Yeah, all it, the scaling. Like, his website's got some archive of some some of the stuff, but um, yeah. it's just a different league, I think. And it's the same with like I was recently for a lot of inspiration. Like I've been using Flickr, right? Which I did not have. A, I thought that was just something that like aunties posted on or like <laughs> but actually I found some really there's just like a some of them when they were restricted what tools they had I think mm. there's just a certain flair and a certain like edge and if there's, there's not a depth to it that is like now we think sort of quick 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 fast 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 post 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 when actually then it was like it was much more of an art form which I just I love all that stuff. Like, I, mm. it's the stuff I love about design. I think they had the ability to do more with less. Mm. That's key. Yeah, I think I, I'm with you on the uh, the old school vibe as well because I think yeah. I know more. Like, it's not necessarily too old school. I know more Dr. Dre songs than any current <laughs> current music going on right now. <laughs> Fred's like, who's that? Ted like, who's that? <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of another younger designer called Fred. Anyway, um, yeah. Don't worry, that's a bad joke. It's just, I forget, I might cut it out, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, no, no, keep it in. No, we're going to keep that. We'll completely fuck up, that was. It's um, that all the drinking now. You've got to choose one to keep in. No, no, we'll keep them both in. We've had two, like, very awkward moments at this podcast. How do you know I'm not drinking now? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I need to message Fred. I need to um, get hold of him. Fred Brown, he's, um, he's similar to you, thinking about going to university as well right now. And it's, uh, I think this would be a good podcast for him. That's why I had him on the mind. Hmm. Um, Anyway, <laughs> uh, Paul Rand, yeah. No, I was. I, have you seen the um, the video of him going to Next and like presenting the work and everything? That's like, showing it on your channel. There's a. I've seen. <laughs> that's what um, I watched yeah, that. And then there's on YouTube again. There's some sort of like it's split into like four parts, or so there's some weird because it's so old. All the it's not split into four parts anymore. It's on the Credit Waffle Podcast website. Well, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I know that's. It's a Migs B interview. It's really good. I don't yeah. know which one you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, it's like that sort of stuff. I, I personally think you just, you can't get from a Christo five minute video or like as much as there, it, it might be insightful. It's like that you're watching like a genius at work sort of thing. It's like that you can't, you really can't beat it the first hand, that mm. sort of thing. Yeah, there's, there's some incredible um, older interviews from the 70s and 60s and mm. about 80s you know those, those sort of era designers which you know we consider the legends of design um Lance Wyman talks and stuff like that it's just the great Saul Bass unbelievable one. that Saul you can Bass, probably yeah. find on YouTube as well yeah yeah 
Well, that's the thing. I, I did I, I, that one as well. The one where it's in his office. Um, yeah, that's the one. That's um, it, that was a split those apart. So again, I put it all together and put on the put it on the um, podcast YouTube channel, which I'm not sure how like if I'm allowed to do that. But I've credited the people at the bottom in the, yeah, in the description. Yeah. Um, I haven't got a copyright strike yet. I don't think. Um, it's got now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the Paul Rand one's got like two yeah. two and a half k views. I think that's just pretty. Uh, there's, a, there's uh, a great documentary as well uh, called Design Matters. If you want to look into the history of design, what, mm. uh, that's a good place to start, I'd say. Oh, yeah, and it shows you, shows you the old school of how they, you know, we, we take for granted that we have things like InDesign, yeah, where, yeah, you know, yeah. back in the day they had to use, you know, clear paper and stick type down and pr- had to send it to a printer and right. you had to write instructions in the margins. Uh, you know, all that kind of thing that we don't really have to deal with anymore anymore if we wanted to give a note to a printer we'd just email them (laughs) yeah i'm actually trying to get more like um i've sort of said to myself i'm trying to really restrict or ban using like photoshop textures or that Mm. and i'm actually trying to get the raw like even printing techniques and that sort of thing just because there is that extra edge to it that you just again like with all um Oh, what are they called? The guys that did Ink Lab. Do you know what they're called? Um, Black Market. Do you know? There's like, it's like some um, online, it's like some sort of Photoshop plugin resource. And basically all we do is press one button, it turns it into some like mad vintage, like Ah. textured, offset printing, all that. But I'm, I'm really trying to sort of backtrack on all that and actually get it raw and do it myself. Because again, that adds to like each each one will be different and it will mm. sort of differentiate and clients will appreciate it more and there's an added sort of love poured into it that you would separate from just pressing a button on a Photoshop plugin or... <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. If you, do you know um, the short, the Sporting Press? Uh, I don't know how much you follow football and stuff, but... Not much. Um, okay, cool. So Sporting Press uh, is, a, is an amazing sort of editorial um, mm. and uh, it's run by Neil who... Uh, it's now in New York and um, he's anyway so yeah he, he creates his own textures and anyone who does know him listening there'll be a few people with his, they're all his own textures and things and it's incredible um, mm. the amount of uh, amount of splatters he gets in there he creates more himself and like and then scans them in and he uses them and multiplies them and all sorts of mm. like yeah incredible incredible to think that they're all made by hand um, and, and yeah it does show I think it does show in, in the work if you this that extra bit of craft in it, rather than something that you've got downloaded for free. Yeah, um, which I'm or, guilty or of. Or a crack version of a page, or <laughs> something like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How do you, do you have any um, like aspirations of being that sort of level? Because I know me and you have talked about this before of being like Paul Rand, Lance Wyman level. Mm. Or or are you just like seeing how it goes? I mean, again, it's sort of back to what we were talking at the start. I'd much rather the brand be at that level than yeah. Ted Betridge be at that level. Yeah. True. Like that I actually I I wouldn't say I'm scared of much, but I I genuinely would have I I think I would have a genuine fear of walking out into the street and like being famous or uh-huh. a led or known or like a legend. Because that to me like is then you're no longer living. You're sort of already you people you're treated differently you looked at differently, you're not equal to... I'd much rather have the brand and the work sort of elevated to that level. Maybe the old podcast yeah, yeah. here and there or that sort of yeah, thing, yeah. but it's, you know, it's... 
I, I'd much rather so, like, um, do you know Ian Anderson and Design Republic, um, that yeah. sort of thing. I'd much, he's the work much, it's much harder to find stuff mm. about him than it is the work. And sort of it's a much more cult following and that's that's really what I prefer personally than being one of the greats or <laughs> although that would be nice to have a Hall of Fame or plaque or something like that. Who, who said that uh, there's no famous designers? Who said that? Someone someone said that before. I'm sure uh, many people Aaron, said that. Yeah, I mean because like, Aaron Draplin can walk down the street, no one knows who he is. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good true. I think that's the good thing about our, you know, career is that's an ideal level of fame if you want to get into something you know where you want to if you're going to be famous i think going to a design conference and getting noticed is all right and then but being able to walk i think paula Scher could walk down the street mm. and no one would stop her unless they're they're in the design community yeah yeah, yeah. you know i think that's a lot better than yeah, that's you true. know see someone like justin bieber who you know walks down the streets and him cook, this, or like someone like you know. who's quite a brand, yeah, or part of mm. a big brand. I, I yeah. would hate, I would hate that. I'd hate to walk yeah. down the street and constantly be hassled. You know? Yeah, same. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. Oh, you like, <laughs> you like, the you like the sound of that. <laughs> oh, the camera's flashing. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be tricky to, to get to that sort of thing. I meant, to be honest, I meant not the fame thing. I meant like that sort of level of design fame. Like it would even not the fame. I mean the, that sort of level of being a designer. How how realistic is it to get to that place of where you mm. you are working for the biggest brands? You are like doing incredible work each time. You know, you've got teams around you, people that look up to you. Like how how we uh, I don't know when when do you well was there a point where you think, oh, right there, that's it. That's, that's, like, I'm at that level. Like, how long does it take there? How, how can you get there? Sort of thing. Do you guys never think about this? Are you, are you asking the rumor? Asking, <laughs> yeah, no, I was sort of searching for my oh, own right. brand I, really um, as well, but like, does it, do you never think into about some like, no, I deep yeah. philosophical, <laughs> you're thinking your whole life through sort of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I've always thought like, I think it's more important to, instead of being like, I want to be Paula Scher's level of fame, uh, just think, like, I'd rather be Yacoub Mir than, than... No, I'm not. I'm talking about, like, <laughs> that quality of design. Like, working, say Lance Wyman, because I think he's, he's my design hero. So, like, working with the Olympics, working like, with cities, working on amazing projects around the world that actually impact things. And how... how What's one step, one, one step at a time? You can't jump yeah. into it, can you? So, like... You, I feel like you'll know when it happens after it's happened. You know, I think designers are so one step in front of the other kind of thing where you don't notice those kind of things until you take a second to reflect. I don't often give myself the chance to do that. And it's something that I've, I've realized recently that I should do more of. I'm, I'm very hard on myself. So I, I think it's different for anyone. You know, some people could look at... It's also how you... Uh, imagine success. I think. Do you ever daydream about that? Yeah, you never daydream about like that sort yeah, of. Yeah, I've had that. Yeah. Do you know, like just you're just sitting there one day, and you're just like, oh, amazing. It's gonna be. It's gonna be amazing in fifty years' time. <laughs> I know. I'm. I often think about what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> to be, okay. Hmm. Interesting. No, I'm, it might be part of that young naive arrogance sort yeah. of thing where I'm still in that stage, but it's like I've started properly boxing up like sketchbook stuff oh they want that in 50 years time it? it's like that's the sort of stuff I've started doing but I think it's more just like it's that sort of 
I'd much rather have like a, I'd much rather have like some sort of billboard design that yeah. everyone is going like, oh, everyone's chatting about that. But like, did you see that billboard design? Mm. Rather than, oh, did you see Ted Betridge do that? Like, I think having the work getting world recognition to me would be much better than having personal recognition because then that's all to me it is personal recognition but actually to everyone else it's just they're appreciating the work for what it is and that to me is like if it's world not even world like just certain sort of fan bases or cultures or industries like that to me is like the one step at a time thing you were talking about is like you take on that market and then that market and it mm. naturally, naturally picks up snowball effect sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, because you, you can see that a misconstrue in design where you hear a name and immediately associate it with good design. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's more important to let the, the work speak for itself, mm. you know, and, and have the work build up instead of, I don't know, becoming a personality, like an online personality, because then you're yeah, going to go, yeah, yeah. oh, there's such and such work. Uh, I've not looked at it, but I know it's good. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think this is a good measure for um, for, for like the dream ideal project, right? So if, you, if you've got a, a thing that you've done and it's being talked about like the This Is America song by Charles Gambino was talked about, like it can make that much noise and it's, and it's being people are talking about actually causing dialect naturally actually causing conversation. Yeah, yeah. But it's about a really important subject, and it's mm. about a really sort of controversial subject, and mm. people need to be talking about it. I think if you can cause that sort of shockwave, that's, that's that's like the goal for me. I think that's like that's amazing. Something bigger than design itself, where it's like yeah. a or conversational. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the like, first domino, isn't it? That's yeah. almost like the first domino to actually for a huge conversation that went mm. on for about a month. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Um, so yeah, I wonder if you can do that in design. Because I, I asked, asked Lance, Lance Wyman, like now, now that you've done all this stuff, what is it? What is it that you want to do? And he just said social stuff. He just said social, so, social work. I want to make stuff for uh, for the world, sort of thing. Um, which he's doing now, and it's great to see that. And it's because he did that collaboration with Puma as well, and um, stuff stuff like that. Is, it's it's amazing to. I think that's why we get into it as well. Why we get into it's design like that, too. Um, so that library. What's it, Michael, um, how do you say, Bure? Michael... Michael Bury. Michael Bury. Yeah, yeah, that library project he did. Yeah. It's like that this. sort of thing. He did, it's, on, it's on some YouTube. Yeah, I'll send you, I, it's, it's in a book back there somewhere. I'll send you a picture of it, Mark. Nice. What was it? It's just, it's a, go on, Ted, do you want to explain it? Well, it's just sort of like, um, I don't even think he got paid for the project. I think it was, I think he might have done it just out of, the goodness of his heart or whatever, but it was like um he it started off just rebranding like one library in um some area and then it sort of went to a full like all across America, all these libraries had this new identity and each one would pick like artwork from local people or for the kids ah. or and it'd be all specific to and it was sort of like it it made a proper like wave within that part of education through design. And it's sort of like, like with the Gambino song, it was like it made a wave within music, but it was bigger than the music. Like I think I I I second that sort of aim to yeah. sort of have something like that. So you could never dream of that sort of stuff. You never think about that. Oh no, I definitely want to design for change, but I'm saying that I I think my ultimate 
mindset is I I figure out what I want to do for the week first, and mm. then and then build on it. You know, and I want every project to be better and better and better. And I want to build up to those moments where I can eventually be like, all right, now I'm confident enough, I'm strong enough, and mentally, you know, strategic enough to where I can take on these giant projects and um, do a good job of it. Because no one wants to cock that up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like sure. you've got yeah. given such a great thing with a lot of great, you know, power behind it. And it's important to deliver it as, you know, as humanely, as ethically and, you know, empathetically as possible. Yeah. So right. fair enough. And, that, and that's a that's a building process. Once you're once you're there, you're there. Right. But it, it takes building a foundation first to take on mm. those. So I'm definitely thinking about it. You know, there's definitely shit that I want to do. But uh, I know that I need to improve day by day, week by week, year by year. Yeah. No, that's good. It's good. It's a good mindset. Um, no, the only reason why I, I bring that up is it's just it's interesting, it's interesting stuff to me. I always think about this sort of stuff. Um, and sort of as I dream about what's next and this sort of, uh, what can I do? And Have you two uh, got a dream project? Like uh, one sort of to yeah. like above them all yeah. what's the go on <laughs> um, I mean it, it's probably uh, probably to do a World Cup rebrand or like a branding yeah. for a World Cup yeah I'm with yeah. that and uh, Giants I'm wearing them now and the, we we spoke to somebody a few months ago who has some connections in the NFL and the NBA we didn't do you remember, remember this Mark and my, my goal is to do some work hopefully to rebrand the New York football giants but that's not my like mm. I don't I don't really have one ultimate goal because I fear that once I reach that goal I then go well now what so I have like you do another spirit- World Cup and another one and well, another- no, I, yeah true but like <laughs> no, I, like joking, having, I like having sporadic ones that yeah. kind of that way I always feel like I'm chasing something so yeah, there's always yeah. something next kind of thing so that's I don't so really big, have though, an end that's point. such a big that's such a big game though, isn't it? The the New York Giants one. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's pl- plausible. <laughs> I think it's yeah, possible. Yeah, sure, sure. But you know, right. and then, but I'm hoping by the time I get closer and closer to that, I've already got another plan in mind for something else. Mm, yeah, you know I mean, so there's stepping stones that are always getting pushed further and further back. So it always feels like I'm climbing, climbing with no end point kind of thing. It's that infinite game thing that we always talk about. You know, I'll yeah. I'll drop out when I don't have the resources or passion anymore. But I don't think that's going to happen until I'm ninety, something like that. You know, I'm I'm sorry if I people listening don't heard this stuff before because I I like talking about this. And I don't get to talk about it with people a lot. It's like the ambition stuff and like goals and whatnot. I don't get to talk about it a lot with many people, but um, I think Ted's frozen. But uh... oh, Ted has frozen. <laughs> This is just not interested. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe he's that bored of us and our blue shirts. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's checked out. Just put a picture of himself up. Yeah, it's like you know you see pictures of uh, people on Zoom. Oh, he's back. <laughs> I don't know what's That's happened. Funny. Can you hear me now? Or maybe he's not he's gone. Or it's frozen again. He's bored again. Um, anyway, so it's a two-man podcast now. Oh, I don't know. Come on. I can hear you. I can hear you. There you go. Yeah, um, you're back now. No, nope. maybe maybe he's not. It's back and then it's, it's not. Gonna be it's back then it's not. Great for audio listeners. Yeah. So <laughs> Just well, this is the thing. We need to do some oh, more in person oh. ones, but obviously Corona. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no one freezes in person, which is nice. You know. Yeah. We, we, when we when when Corona's over, we'll try and do some more with some studios and um in London. Uh, 
I'll get some days off work and we'll, I'll go into some design studios and get some done. Absolutely. And obviously you're welcome to come and join. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for the invite. <laughs> yeah, obviously being a Cradle oh, really? podcast host, it's, uh, <laughs> need to invite you. Um, need to, I <laughs> need to. You're required. You're, you I'm have gonna, to come uh, Oh, he's gone. How do we... <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, what's happening? This is a technical issue. We're definitely cutting out. Here we go. I should put music in for like the <laughs> for a duration of time until he, there we go. Ta-da. You know, like the uh, what's that music that everyone always puts in? Oh, the elevator music. Oh, the oh, uh, no. is it? No, 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 no. You know that? Do you know oh, which one I'm the, talking about? Um, uh, yeah, I yeah, want to say Benny Hanna, but I don't think that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, Benny, Benny. Is it Benny Hanna? Um, it's not Benny Hanna because that's a <laughs> restaurant, but Benny. Um, Benny something. Uh, people listening are going to kill us. Benny, Frank, no, not Frankie and Benny. Uh, that's the restaurant as well. Someone messaged me on, <clears throat> should we just plug our Instagrams and say, uh, if you know, if you know what song I'm talking about, send me a message. No, 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 no. leave a comment down below on YouTube. There you go, put it on YouTube. <laughs> Interaction. There you go. We've, we, yeah, we've, we've, it's all right, we've filled the gap. It's all good. We've amped. <laughs> we didn't talk about anything important, but we've amped. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah so, sorry about that. It's all right, it's all right, it's all good. Uh, what we got, we're talking about, we're talking about inspiration, uh, aspirations, um, world cut uh, dream project, goals. yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, we all have goals, it's good. Uh, no, but one thing that I've been thinking recently, and I feel a bit guilty for it, I'm not now being in a job which I'm focused on sports design, I'm finding myself for like less and less in love with business branding and like other dis- parts of mm-hmm. design is that a bad thing to say and is it like, I'm, I'm not bothered about other parts of design anymore and it's and it's also impacting the people I want to speak to on the podcast which isn't good <laughs> so I've been writing lined up. I've been writing a list Mark I've got some podcast hosts coming up or guests that's good that's good and that's that's what I mean that's why we've got three guests so we can have different different like types of guests but <laughs> two, two, of, two of the guest hosts are in branding so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Um, but I'm, I'm like, well, I'll, I'll let you two do those episodes because I'm not that fast anymore. Like, is that yeah. is that a bad thing to say that I'm sort of moving away from non-sports design? No. You asking Ted or you asking the room? It's open question. All oh, right, okay. No, I mean, there's a there's a quote in that Michael Beirut book that I'm talking that I talked about a few times that yeah. says, you know, you get in a day to day at somewhere like Pentagram or uh, any other design studio or some, uh, you know, you get projects that are, you know, from from anywhere that could be the most random shit. Yeah. And and the way to keep it interesting and fresh is just become interested in that stuff. You know, it's um, if you become interested in as much things as possible, when a project like that comes up, uh, then you're not shocked by it. But at the same time, if there's a project that comes around that you're not intrigued by, then I don't feel like you should have to take it just because it's work. You know what I mean? Like if, if yeah. you're not, if you're not enthralled by, uh, what's something that you're not enthralled by? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, any other branding that's not sports. Right. Yeah. Right. So if a, for a IT company that comes to you, you, all you have to do then is go, well, this is not my kind of thing. This is not something I'm interested in. And someone, someone else will pick it up. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, it's not a knock on you. I'd say for saying, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in this. I try and be as interested in as much as possible. Uh, especially when I get a project that I know nothing about. 
you know, mm. uh, because I find it fascinating to learn about these things. But there are obviously there's been moments where I'm like, I don't know anything about this, <laughs> you know. So, but this is this is why I feel like I can't work in a design industry, a design um, studio anymore. I'm finding myself like that gap. It feels like I'm floating away from it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of posts on Instagram and and, and um, other design blogs that we're meant to be competitors of, and I'm just like, well, pff, I'm not even interested in them anymore. I used to read them all at school, yeah. like, and I just and and that, that's a good thing for my competitiveness because that's like completely sort of yeah. gone away from them, which is good. But I'm still building up this creative waffle, which is meant to be for everyone, sort of. Um, and now all I really want to do is sports design. Like, what's going on? I don't know. I'm in a bit of a weird place, and, and sorry, Ted, for making this podcast about me. This is what but, happens uh, when you pass uh, no, twenty prefer, years old. I prefer <laughs> listening. Like, um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit the same. The same things that happened to me with lettering. Yeah. Like, I think I, the the design world to me for a while was just calligraphy and lettering, and then it's sort of whether, you know, even well, I guess partly because due to like the age, but you just get new interests and you find new things or different influences, different surroundings, social life, and it all influences what you're sort of interested in. And then when you sort of get, I've got a bit of an addictive personality, but like when you get a bit of a kick out of something like that, it's sort of, oh, I want, I want more of that poster design or more of that, you know, sports design or, but as a, as a listener of podcasts and that sort of thing, I think I'm interested in, people that talk about stuff they're interested in. So I bet if, if you know, if there was, if you had an hour to talk about sports branding, that sort of thing, that people are going to, even if I'm, I even if I don't actually know much about sports branding, I'm still going to find that more intriguing and probably learn from it more than I would you talking about, yeah, IT corporate mm-hmm. design, just because, I don't know, there's a, there's a change in like, even the, the way they speak, the the tone, the excitement, and there's a genuine passion behind it. And that's what I think, like, especially for stuff like this podcast, it's like, I've listened to a few where it's like, come on, you, you're just, this guy's just doing this for a paycheck or for the sponsor or for, and it, but then Why you get, we doing that? <laughs> but then, but even like this proves it. The fact that yeah. like, you know, it's genuine. And I think people can separate that from definitely a lot more now that, it's harder to fake that sort of thing for mm. an hour-long podcast to actually keep that going if you're genuinely not passionate or interested or that sort of thing. Yeah, you got to concentrate on what you know you enjoy. I think ultimately a person's happiness is more uh, important than their portfolio at the end of the day. It's like a therapy session for you now. We're like feeding yeah. back to you. I feel better now because I'm about to cancel some of our upcoming guests. <laughs> I shouldn't be oh, tired. Yeah, old. <laughs> like, I, I don't. It's just like you get some people emailing you, like, well, can we be on the podcast? And that's great. But I'm like, I'm not that interested. I don't read books. Like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I, feel bad. I can go I feel now bad if you now. want, if you if it's a secret message. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no I'm saying. joking. I'm joking. I think that's some, <laughs> some things that we're discussing about doing on the on Creative Waffle in general, right? Or is this a, a topic that we can't talk about on the podcast? No, we talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Just, just doing more stuff that um, creatively fulfills us. You know. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know the project that I have in mind? Sort of. Did I talk about it? Okay, talk about it. We'll be better. Oh right, yeah. I want to make a, a a travel show eventually. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. That, and this sorry. is this <laughs> might be something that um, Ted could be a part of because you what you want to travel, right? 
Yes, so, I do. Yeah, so I love. Tra- I haven't had the chance to travel in the last couple of years. Mm. Uh, the last time I went was 2018, I think, to Hong Kong, which was a part of a university trip, which is a great trip. Um, but I want to eventually make a travel show where we get a um, creative director or a freelancer, whoever, from a specific country. Uh, we ask them to take them on a tour of how they operate and how they work mm. and then give us a genuine tour of the country that they live in, all the things that they do outside of design. Mm. You know, And that could give some creatives an idea of like, oh, maybe I do want to work in Amsterdam instead of New York or I want to work in Berlin or wherever it may be. And it gives us the chance to relax because one of the things that I can't do is turn off my brain. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll finish work at five o'clock and then I'm still thinking about it. You know, so if I'm spending two days on a shoot uh, in Amsterdam, I'm not thinking about anything else other than I'm making content that's, you know, uh, creatively fulfilling outside of my nine to five. That's, this is, see, I, I feel really passionate about like, making that that series and I'd love to do it. I'm glad you do because so do I, so but, do I. <laughs> but like, but like the, and even even the like the studios would be amazing. It'd be amazing to chat to those people. But I'm more interested in the, them showing us around the city. Yeah, that that's that would be the key focus for me as well. Is like mm-hmm. I think it's it's a chance to show creatives. This is what you can do when you're away from your desk, you know. And yeah. it's 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 okay to chill out and relax and have time to yourself. And another thing that we might as well delve into it now that we've. All right, never mind, never mind. But, um, <laughs> you know, we're just giving creatives the opportunity to turn off for a bit because I don't yeah. think that's that's a detrimental thing. We talk about the hustle culture a lot. Uh, and ultimately, it's, you know, when if you're awake at five and go to sleep at two or whatever it may be, you're going to burn yourself out and you're not going to be in the career as long as you want to be because you've burnt yourself out in the first three years or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. This is therapy for me as well, to be honest. (laughs) No, I I, I mean, we had that podcast trip planned to Ireland next year, Mm -hmm. um, which we'll see what happens with the, with the Corona and stuff. But I'm thinking now, instead of the event next year, maybe we just put our money into, um, into traveling around Europe, especially as uh, lockdown will be ended, hopefully. Um, yeah, I mean, if hopes. if we have the facilities and and abilities because of the uh, cro- uh, yeah. corona and all that stuff, we definitely should. Hmm. Interesting. When did interesting. Creative Waffle become more than like a one man band sort of thing? Like when when was the actual? Because I because even to me, like initially before all of this and before I watched a few other stuff, like Creative Waffle was Mark. Like it was sort of the two went hand in hand, and now suddenly I'm looking at the Instagram and the YouTube is like there's four or five like I don't even know how many people are behind <laughs> this now it's like a full full run thing so what what's the actual journey of the podcast itself uh, yeah it's, it's been good so 2017 we started um, I started and uh, then 2019 realised oh, actually I probably need to get some some different people on and it's get, maybe it's getting a bit boring hearing my voice at the same time um, so I thought well yeah let's, let's try someone else so we had Hannah on for a bit um, she got uh, you know too busy. She's trying to find a design job coming into university, so she had a lot going on, so she couldn't commit, um, which is fine. And uh, still really good friends, so she left. And then we bought Millie and Yakub on, um, and here we are, basically. In when was it? Like March? I want. It was somewhere in the first lockdown, so it might have been March yeah. or May. We had met at um, DNAD, 
in yeah, yeah. 20, scouted. 2019. You scouted me. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah. person who scouted me at DNA Day. <laughs> funny, I didn't know I was doing it, but I did it. That's a true football <laughs> fan. He's talking about scouting at events. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how I explain. Like, Scouting's it's a very American a term. Um, in the NFL, they have a a day where all the college talent uh, show off their ability. I can't remember the name of it. Scout. It's just a scout scouting day. And I was like, "Oh, DNA Day is my scouting day." And <laughs> little did you know, little did I know, podcast which makes you no money. It's uh, <laughs> fine with me. Look, it's, it's creatively fulfilling. That's good in oh, its own way. That's nice. Um, no, it's good though. I appreciate it. Uh, and and yeah, it's just it's just nice to have someone else to talk to you and mm. um, have another person to bounce the questions from, yeah, yeah, and yeah. different opinions and all sorts. So it's good. And I, I really want Millie and Yakub to to you know do the podcast by themselves without me as well. I. I I think at this point I do enjoy the um, production side of it more, uh, even though mm-hmm. I do moan a lot about editing to you guys. But uh, I do prefer like the, the I don't know, like the pushing things and like booking the guests and like getting behind the scenes. Like that's why I'd love to do this series with you, but be behind the camera. Yeah. And, All right. And oh, the the travel one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and let like, like you host it and like chat with the. Because I, I don't have that much experience of working in studios as well, so I think it'd be really cool to yeah. see how you work with those guys. And, and I, I do want to get into a little bit of. Um, it's funny going back to your to your podcast. What was it, number forty seven? You talked yeah. about what was big back then was gaming on YouTube, right? Uh, and it's kind of evolved into like these shows now, where you you know you don't need to be on TV to make a show. Mm. And I would love mm. to do. Uh, there's YouTubers that I watch who started out in gaming and have evolved to do their own like podcasts about uh, unsolved mysteries or whatever it may be. There's there's a, a show where they go and go to haunted locations and it's just it's comedy for the most part, but it's evolved from what it used to be. And I would like to do more of that that kind of content where it feels like a TV show, yeah, uh, mm. but just on our creative waffle it's, it's going to be amazing it's, we're going to put a big design holiday uh, or something like that a better name than that mm-hmm. you'll create a better name than that I'm, you're good at branding I'm not so there you go um, anyway yeah so tell, where, would you, where do you want to go on holiday where, where's your where's your gap here what are you planning what the dream destinations yeah the thing is with me is that I've I've never stepped foot in Asia like the whole continent oh, I've wow. never so to me, that is sort of like the big mm. traveling equals Asia at the moment. Nice. So, I mean, Japan is definitely my thing. I don't want to be too like, this is where I'm going, this is where I'm going, because hopefully, naturally, think, oh, I definitely want to go on my own as sort of a self-discovery, sort of do it myself <laughs> sort of thing. Classic. But, um, but I think part of it is just sort of going out there on your own, being a bit vulnerable and then sort of seeing where it takes you. Mm. But I definitely, um, yeah, Japan, Asia it, as a whole is the big sort of what I want to explore. And then somewhere, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking of going six months or so, but I'm, I think somewhere in between now I'll do the Australia and the skydiving, bungee jumping, all that sort of thing. But in terms of, I mean, even from design aspects like Japan as well, there's just such a different mm. culture there and it's... It, to me, it's it's sort of like I get the chance to be in a film, or it's like it's actually it's a a fictional part of life that actually I've never you know I've never been on holiday to any part of Asia. I've never all I've done is 
sort of researched it and looked at it in awe and that sort of thing. So that that's what genuinely like more than any design project, more than any A level, that's what is actually I'm most excited about at the moment currently, yeah. Nice. You might get yourself a bonsai tree. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll come back with a few, yeah. No, it's great. Um yeah. I'd love to go to Japan. I haven't been but so so would I. Yeah. So much so much cool stuff over there, like the stories of samurais and um all of that. All all of yeah. all of that sort of culture yeah. and the beautiful beautiful type and the stuff mm. design. Yeah, amazing. The efficiency of the country as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I think place. they're handling Corona a lot better than we are at the moment as well. So it sounds like <laughs> I think a lot of I places mean, are handling it yeah. a lot better than we are. <laughs> we're the worst in Europe, aren't we? Right? I believe so, yeah. And we're all wearing blue. Is it is it all um <laughs> Is it New Zealand that have like zero cases right now, or very few cases? I've definitely yeah. heard New Zealand something like that. Yeah. At one point, New Zealand, New Zealand, that was weird. I heard a twang in my accent. I didn't mean that. Uh, New Zealand had like one case or something like that. Hmm. Uh, but not over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, well, this isn't a podcast for uh, for for news on the corona, but I agree, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Um. Yeah. Now, what was, what was working at GBH like? How did you, how did you swing that one? That was that was literally um, a school requirement was to get work experience. Yeah. Um, and so most people just sort of did like went to the dad's job or yeah, did yeah. down the road that sort of thing. But I, I at that time I was um, oh I'm not subscribed to it anymore. What's it? Computer Future arts. Up. Yes. Yeah. The magazine. Good magazine. And they were and, always um, number one. Yes, exactly. And that was literally the uh that was the right, I'm I'm hitting them up and the other top ten. And then uh I think they're actually GBH are like they're not closing down, but they're shifting now or they're no longer doing design or something definitely happened. Um but yeah, yeah it think, was a... Uh, sorry to cut you off. I think um no. well, I've other guess Matt Matt um Cold, cold, but the guy who runs one shilling on um, Instagram. He, um, he used, to, I think he used to work there, but then he's moved over to Dixon Baxi. I mean, that's a hell of a yeah. transfer. That. That's, that's a great yeah. move. Dixon Baxi, amazing. Um, anyway, so yeah, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, but it was literally, it was a day. So I think it, it was literally, I, I did a nine to five there. And um, I, I expected it to be coffee and teas, maybe <laughs> a bit of chatting, a bit of like looking at stuff. But they're, because they're quite a, uh, uh, they're not a tiny team, but they're not a pentagram. They're sort of that middle ground. And uh, it was like, I was in the boardroom. I was, they had me on the max doing the developments and sketches. And like, it was sort of the perfect size for me to get a, a taste of it. Yeah. And then um, it was just like, again, like my design day schedule is like, finish school, do design, go to sleep, talk, chat to my mates, do whatever. But it was really interesting to see like, Okay, so they work through, they have some meetings in the morning of what they need to do in the day. And then there's a few pitches and then they have the break there and then they sort that out there. And then it, it was like um, to see the actual process in a day was really insightful. But um, yeah, for one of their projects, um, I think it's like MO Restaurant or it's like some thing. I, one of the things I helped them pitch actually ended up getting used for the final project. That. So that was that cool. That to, statement. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That how? I, I, how? Like why? <laughs> it was um, so it, it was quite early days in the um development. They they sort of 
But again, I went, it was way bigger than this room, was just like um, four walls, everything was post-it notes and references. And I, I love I love that sort of stuff when it's like, you see, you literally see from one post-it note, a full brand identity is then across the wall and that sort of thing. And they were, they had this concept of, um, it was this restaurant thing and they were taking from like Italian heritage or artwork or something. And they, they really liked that, um, there was some artwork where it's like the, the person is like sinking into the background. Like, you know, if you, if you have like a bath, you see that photography where they like have a bath in milk and like mm. the, you can't see the body, but it's the face and it's that yeah, sort of cut yeah, off, yeah. that sort of thing. So they, they said like, right, Ted, pull this one concept, like develop what you can, pull some references. And so I, I, I wasn't set anything else for the day. So I literally spent five, five hours, four hours or so just literally pulling all these references and um, creating, I, I think I created some like, I did a bit of lettering to try and show off or a bit of taglines <laughs> or something like that. And then they were like, wow, this is a, it's really impressive stuff, Ted. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then um, they sort of, I kept in contact with them a bit after and they were like, yeah, out of the four or five variations, we're pushing that concept. And it was one they ended up using. So Bam. I probably bigged it up on a personal statement. It was like all my idea or something, but it was, <laughs> uh, I just did a little, I helped them out that day. Damn, that's that's awesome. That's a really cool story. Um, yeah, that's great. I think I think it's those sort of things which will, which you know, get you to, into the next doors and get into yeah. the next doors and the next one. And you just keep building up those sort of experiences. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's the same for you. For well, for all of us. Like for for me, for me at Arsenal, it'd be the little bit of thing I did on the social stuff, and then that will lead me to my next mm. job at another club. And so like those doors, and you you see it as well, Yuki, where you you were talking to me the other day about you know, opening doors and and those yeah. and going to the next one and going to the next one. And it's really interesting, I, and we can look back on them and just think that's that's what led me there, and that's what led me there, and then you can connect the dots in a way. Like it's uh, it's not a linear journey, and then you look back and it's like, oh, that's how I got to that one, and that's how I got to that one. There's a really funny. Uh, there's about four connections. I can build up in my head of me speaking to someone, speaking to speaking to my mum, and then my mum my spoke to someone on holiday um, who worked at this uh, digital cinema media, which is a, a, a company in London that uh, help put adverts in, in cinemas. So I did an internship there. From there, I met uh, their designer, and from there, I spoke. I, I went to Shillington because she did Shillington in Australia. So it's like all these dots that you, you think about. And yeah, um, yeah it's, inc- it's incredible. You, you look back on things and... How you get to places, but um, yeah, that's nice. That rule of seven, <laughs> in it, it's like you're never more than seven people away from someone. Like mm. if it's like someone knows someone, you know someone, and then you know everyone in the world from like within seven people. I think it's something like that. That's good. That's a good point. Thank you for putting uh, like a more like, tangible, <laughs> precise point on that ramble. I appreciate a more that. Instagram quote, <laughs> an Instagram quote for the page or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We need, we need. Uh, can you just decode all of our podcasts? I think most of them are just like that. Um, it's called Creative Waffle. So Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be Waffle without that. Um, but yeah, you, you, do you have anything else you want to chat to, to tell about? Or I want to talk wanna... about the uh, Tyler the Creator Project and how yes. crazy... Do you want to talk about that that whole journey of... I mean, you got shared by Tyler the Creator and then obviously you got a lot, of, uh, a lot of set poster sales off the back of it. So do you want to go through that whole journey? I'm interested in learning about that. That sort of story slash anecdote slash project is probably, um, it's going to take a while before I top that personally. Like <laughs> not not in terms of like 
money earned from a project or big client or corporation like as a personal like project that is something that I think is going to be hard to top but if you want a bit of like the backstory I don't know about YouTube but within the first lockdown there was sort of I don't know a couple weeks in where like I was really creatively like yeah correct like I got a sort of like injection of like creativity and I don't, I don't know where it came from or like it, whether it was the spare time or sort of nothing else going on. But I hadn't actually, I'd done some client work, but, um, you know, I sort of, I stopped my letter and stuff. I'd done a bit of branding projects. This childish concept I had was very much still a concept. And then during this lockdown, I just thought I've got no client work. I've got no school work. Let's just do stuff that I would want to see from a designer I followed or from someone I followed. And so I sort of created a little brainstorm, the little sheet of like all the films I like, all the musicians I like, all the sort of brands I like, and then sort of chuck, not chucked in a hat, but sort of pick and chose which ones I'd work with. And then I think I did a, um, what one did I do first? I think I might have done a slow tie one first. Maybe not even that. I think the Tyler one was one of the first ones I did of like these sort of artist posters. Right. But um, it was coming up, it was just by chance that it was coming up to the one year anniversary of the album, completely out of the blue. So that that must have been some sort of godsend or something. But um, I literally, I got the idea for this Tyler album. It's one of my favourite albums like um, that came out in recent years. And I just thought, I'm going to design a poster for it. Like, um... And it's a very visual album. There's a lot you can pull and take from it. And so um, I literally pulled an all-nighter. Just, I think it was, I think I started at like nine o'clock, finished at about two in the morning, never touched it again. I was happy with what it was. And then um, I at this point, I had about 300 followers, I think, on my childish thing. Um, this is like back in May time. Put the design out, put a few hashtags out, messaged every single Tyler Creator fan page on Instagram I could find and said, it's the one year anniversary, I think you love this, I think you love this. No, guys, seriously, like, it's really helped me out. Posted it, like some sort of spammer. And then um, <laughs> somehow it ended up in the hands of this guy called Phil, who is, you know, golf, like Tyler's clothing line. Right. Um, it's He's like one of the creatives within that clothing line. Oh, and man. he he... He followed me and like even that, to me, that was the win. I was like, yeah, hang on, this, this guy's designing for Tyler, he's followed me. So straight away I was in his DMs, sent this post, <laughs> oh, thanks for supporting man, like really helped me out, appreciate it to Tyler. Anyway, got to about, I posted it around six, got to about nine o'clock that night. I'm now on PlayStation with my mates. Now, I'd, I'd forgotten about the design, it was doing all right. And then suddenly my phone, 99 Instagram notifications. Wow. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, hang on, what's, what's this about? And then it's like 99 again, 99 again. I'm thinking, right, either my phone's spazzing out, I'm glitching or something, something's happened. And then one of my mate, we were all my mates were like sort of fans of Tyler and stuff. And then they all knew I posted it and they're like, check his Instagram, check his Instagram, check the Instagram. It's there on his page. Uh, all my mate, all my mates go mental. I go mental. My sister comes running in. I go down to tell mum and dad. And like, it was just this crazy sort of moment that like, Tyler, the creator, has seen my work personally, reposted it. And, like, that was definitely the turning point for this childish stuff. 
And then being the sort of bit business savvy, whatever, I thought, I'm going to try and make a few quid off this. So then put it put it up the same night as a print for people to buy. Sold like uh, 500 posters. Um, rest is history. And now I, 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 really, I really want to try and actually work with him or get in contact with him. But I think he's just one. Of, he's one of them impossible figures to reach. But it was. It's. It's still. It's one of my proudest design moments to date. I think. Well, not even design. Like life moments <laughs> today, probably. Sure. But um, yeah. It was. It was a. It was a crazy couple of days within the first few weeks of lockdown that really like got things going for uh, for my childish stuff. There you go. Uh, it's uh, something that we mention a lot on the podcast. Is do you feel the need to to monetize? personal projects i feel like you would have been you, you would have missed out big if you didn't monetize that as soon as possible so i definitely think that was a good decision yeah and even like you know people at a glance someone like andy warhol you look at and he's like but he's actually you know he's one of the most well-known commercial artists right and like there's sort of this like illusion within design that it's like oh it's all about the art man and it's about like the emotion and it's like no, you can make a few quid off it if you actually, if you try, if there, there's ways around it. Um, but that's what I like about design is, is that it's a mixture of creativity and business. And so that's where I sort of, that might have been a bit of the uh, the Gary V blood kicking in or <laughs> something like that. But It's always there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you feel a need to like keep your Instagram really trimmed? Like, as in like, the best stuff or do you uh, not worry about that in a word probably yeah <laughs> because i think um that portfolio i made um the one i sent to you that is the first time i've put together a collection of work like i'm pretty sure ever mm. so to me at the moment instagram is my portfolio to the to a common client and that sort of thing so a uh, part of that might be being a perfectionist that sort of thing, which I think a lot of designers sort of have that downfall and advantage. Um, but definitely with, I'm starting to have more fun with the childish thing, as in not everything I put out needs to be something that is for sale or not everything I put out needs to be an end result. And actually it's more conceptual work as well as client work. And that that's something I'm working on is relaxing a bit on you know it doesn't have to be perfect doesn't have to be mm. that sort of thing it's interesting because i'm at the moment i'm thinking back to some of the work i've still got on instagram because I, I did that um just after I got the arsenal job is is like just completely strip it all back and mm. uh, make sure i know what's on there and stuff like that and now yeah. i'm even thinking about doing it again like just to first mm. just to the best sort of four project like the best sort of four posts because oh. i think and then summing up all the some of the Arsenal stuff in one post because I think some of it's just a just a bit of shit now. Like, even just a couple of months yeah. down the line. Every design, really. I think everyone's a bit self-critical like that in the design. Yeah, industry. yeah, I think so. But then you see some people like like having that whole show like the progression, like how far they've come. But hmm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm on that train. But hey. yeah, like you can see some people. Yeah, you're right. It's like they're it's more of a document, like a thousand posts. And the story's got a hundred things on it that they're sharing and that sort of thing. Whereas again, it's back to that sort of um, anonymous mystery. I almost like the fact that it's it's a bit 
what you see is what you get. And so it's it's more people are more I think it gets people more interested. There's there's negatives and pros and cons to it, but I think for me, especially with like school stuff going on, you know, it's it's sort of easier just to compress it, like you say, into the creme de la creme or whatever you wanna call it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's just an ongoing battle in my head. This is this is turning into a therapy session for me. I'm just trying to get all the <laughs> answers on my questions. Um, but no, yeah, it's good. I, I mean, yeah, it's so impressive. I'm, I, I, yeah, just don't want to patronise you, but it's it's impressive. Like watching watching how you speak and how, how where you're going and what you're thinking about university. It's, it's great. It's really good. Um, the kid, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think I think we're hitting all my uh, on yeah. my notes. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, and we're gonna we're gonna ask the last question because it wouldn't be a crazy waffle podcast. So we're asking the last couple of deeper questions, and it does like sort of hit back on what we've talked about a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, the first the first one is sort of a general lighthearted question: is your best purchase under a hundred pounds? Doesn't have to be design; could be anything of all time. Your... Yeah, anything. Your best purchase under a hundred pounds. <laughs> best purchase I'd probably say uh, to me it would be oh it's, it's very this is very like consumerism sort of materialistic which I I don't like that sort of thing but there's a um, there's a pair of Nike Carhartt Air Force that I own nice that um, I've is just like it's the first shoe that I properly like, I properly bought and was like, I've always, my dad's worn Carhartt since he was a kid. Carhartt is just a brand that like, I've got the Carhartt work in progress book. Nike obviously speaks for itself. Like it goes, runs deeper with like shoe dog and Phil Knight and all that. But there's, it was the first shoe that like, I, I saved up for, I bought and it, it's like, I got it on the actual sneakers app. And it's sort of like to me, it's sort. I've, there's got to be something. There's got to be something better because this is not my best purchase. <laughs> no, that's a good, that's no, a good purchase. I think. I think it's more of like a. If you ask me the question in an hour, it'd be a different answer. But off the top of my head, that's just sort of like. Are these that, the ones that are like brown and then darker brown? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They look and good. Like, They're nice. But it's to me, it was more like. It's the first, because I I will you will never catch me in a 400 quid Gucci t-shirt or like, I, I would never see the point in that sort of high end. Yeah. Like this, this jumper I'm wearing is designed by one of my designer mates who I just support, like I like. But um, yeah, that shoe just sort of was the first thing that I properly bought that I was like, I'm going to keep this forever sort of thing. Like that, you know, that was proper, like more of a sentimental meaning than a, oh, I just like it because it looks cool sort of thing. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I like that. I, just, I was thinking about that the same. Um, as in, like, I, I don't like to buy branded stuff. And then yeah. I'm, I'm just sitting here with a, a football shirt on and that doesn't really... <laughs> that completely defeats the point, doesn't it? It's just well, that whole different. shirt that's is about branding. The, uh, yeah. Although it's a, it is a £14 one from China, but hey. Um, <laughs> Mine was a gift. Before <laughs> there you go. Yeah, get, get it as a gift. I'll buy it from China where it's, it's cheaper. That's what I say. Um, so... The next question is, uh, do you have any life advice for people listening? Life advice? <laughs> yeah, As like an 18-year-old, 
Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know, but we've got to ask you because it's part of the podcast. My life advice would probably be like, this is me speaking to myself. It's more like something I've really picked up on when watching back that 14, 15-year-old TED podcast, whatever is. I think I took, one, took myself too seriously and two, like, I don't regret it because it's been and gone, but it's more, there's there's so much time. You know, everyone says, like, oh, life's too short, life's too short, but realistically, like, there is so much time in the world. Well, hopefully, if you're lucky enough to have a long, healthy life or whatever, but um, I just think, like, just enjoying, actually enjoying stuff. Like, this podcast... I've enjoyed. I've done it because I enjoy it. The the same way that like that's a win. I'm glad about that. <laughs> yeah. For now, something might happen in five minutes and it might go pear shape. But the same way that like even just school, especially with Corona, I think it's definitely hit a lot of people. Just like yeah. making the most of what you can. Like even my my A level photography project that I did um, last year was on my nan, and like that is like that will hold on like our family will hold on to that even like in years to come or to show my kids or just doing stuff that like you just have a laugh as well like I think that's definitely something I've had to learn it's just like nothing is actually that serious there's always going to be tomorrow just like try and enjoy it or at least smile and it's, it'll be all right something I need to as well yeah I, was gonna say, I think that's advice that i need to take so you know. yeah that is it's an important one it's interesting to yeah to, to think about it. and you start thinking about like, what we've done this week well work like i've done much <laughs> well, we're, we're in a bit of a weird period where it kind of feels like groundhog day you wake up mm. and you do the same thing and you go to bed and you do the same thing so it's hopefully true. we you know time, time will heal it and uh we'll get past it and then life will kind of I don't know if it will normalise, but we'll um, we'll find we'll ways to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just exactly. the little things, I think. Like I, I prefer sort of more, like all my none of my mates, my closest like inner circle mates are actually designers or that sort right. of thing. Like today at school, someone came in with a a razor and just like they buzz cut someone else's hair in school, <laughs> and like that that was like the highlight of everyone's day. And it's just, it's that sort of just That's like, great. it's that sort of like nothing else is going on. Yeah. Just find a laugh within something. I think like we're going to pay him 10 quid for the buzz cut or whatever. But it's like, it's that sort of thing that it's just like, just oh make a, make the most, make a laugh out of it. That's, that's the, uh. That's the type of shit we did in college as well, where like my best friend, who's also not into the design at all, he came in with um, ghost peppers. Yeah. Like dried ghost peppers. And yeah. we just went around the canteen. Here, do you want to try this? Here, do you want to try this? So it's funny to see how many people will actually like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's let's do it. And all of us regretted it. But it was funny. It made good. Uh, that would have made good content back in the day, but we didn't record it. Yeah. But <laughs> Maybe take just, a few ghost peppers on the uh, travel. travel. Yeah, thing. maybe yeah, we'll yeah. do that at the end of every episode. Like it, say an induction or something. Well, yeah. if it's Amsterdam, it might be something else. But hey. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what? <laughs> what? Um, did you ever do the milk the milk challenge? Like the, just the milk challenge, like no, drinking a gallon was... of milk. Yeah. No, maybe we no. should. Maybe we should make a social video of us trying. <laughs> I do it for chocolate milk. Chocolate milkshake, I'll do that. I have to get one of those ones from Tesco's. They're so good. The, yeah. Um, the 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 t- Tesco and like chocolate milk's really good. I might have drank a gallon of milk after I ate a chili fl- uh, chili 
dried chili because it was so spicy. There's Days some, I felt something about milk on its own just it's physically, gaggy. physically it makes horrible. Me sick. It's I horrible. Agree. It's it's not it, the best thing. Just milk. Yeah, I remember. No, I, agree. I used to get fed I, it as a kid quite a lot. I I, I drank a lot of milk it. in my life. <laughs> as a, as a clip. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Is it, yeah, I agree with you though. We used to just drink warm milk. Like, when it's, like, is it microwave it? Just to warm it up before bed. And it's, it's very, very different without chocolate powder in it. <laughs> no, I think we should, I think we just stuck with water, me. Yeah, no, that's good. That's sensible. Um, but yeah, no, well, there's I mean, another one as well, isn't it? good for your calcium, isn't it? Good well, for your bones. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not a 20. Like. <laughs> um, now, when, when you're, did you ever do the, the two bananas and then loads of Sprite? Or for lemonade. No, I, I'd always heard about that one, but I'd never done yeah. it. Yeah, rough. Very rough. I'd never done it as well, but I, you see, I saw people do it at school. Yeah. It's uh, very, very rough. There was a there was a thing that people used to do in high school where they used to like squat and like hold their breath or whatever. They'd stand up and just pass out. <laughs> I never I never thought yes, of that one. Yeah, we've had that. It's the, um, <laughs> it's like you hold your nose or something. And yeah. Then it's, or like, you, you, you're in a certain position and then one kid is in like a PE class and you just saw him go from like pink to purple and then it was just yeah. like the eyes rolled back and everyone went mental. It was one of them just stupid that stuff That one I like never that. understood. That one I never understood. I'll eat another chilli pepper any day of the week before doing that. I don't want to pass out for no reason. That doesn't seem entertaining to me. I, do, you, do, you, do you ever look back at school and think, oh, I wish I'd done that or in this situation, I wish I'd done this? Like, do you ever like in, replay school back in your head? In what regard? Like... Like, okay, so uh, I don't want to go straight to fights, but fights. Like, there's, <laughs> uh, there's a kid, um, which I never really got on with. Um, I was with another, another school, but like... I'm sure everyone... It's a very small school as well. And and, and he, I didn't really uh, get on with this guy. And then one day, uh, just for a laugh, he rubbed cheese on my face. And I was like, I, I, I really want to hit him, but I didn't. I regret not hitting him. You wish you decked um, him or something? Yeah, we, we, he did it again, like, for 10 minutes later on. And I... I I think I did, did something again. I can't. Right, I can't remember. Well, I was just standing there, come at the back of you, and like. What was the cheese your... though? What sort of cheese? Ah, oh, some talking? some shit cheese from the. <laughs> it's, it's probably Red Leicester. I think it was. Some it was derrily dunker bullshit. No, 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 it was hard. It was hard cheese. Which luckily, otherwise that would have been terrible. Oh, uh, could you imagine if it was like Philadelphia? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's like situations like that. You wish you did something more. I, th- I remember. No, I, I, my, I remember him on the floor, enough. but I, I wish I kicked him, sort of thing. That's what. I <laughs> Do you not know, like? No, I never think back at fights mm. or anything. It was more like the funny shit. I think I was. A, I wish I was a bit more outspoken because in my little social group, I was quite outspoken. But right. in the grander scheme of things, I wasn't. It wasn't until I got to college where I started being funny guy. I don't know what happened. I must have dropped off at some point because I'm not as funny anymore. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe maybe just own the room a little bit more. Yeah. In college, in high school, I had flashes. There were moments where I'd make the odd comment and people would giggle. Maybe that's why I want to get into stand up. Maybe that's just me tra- chasing that high school popularity contest. Maybe that's I, what it is. I, I wish I had the same brain now. I do. Uh, that, that, I can't speak. I wish I had the same brain now, but back in school. Yeah, I, um, I do and I don't. Because that way, I mean, it shows progression. I'm not the same kid I was yeah, when of I course, was of 15, 16. Or but like, whatever. imagine being at school with this sort of brain. Like, like I still fail most of my classes. So good. <laughs> if you put you me in a like, ge- if you put me in a geography class today, I'd still fail. 
Yeah, I know, oh, but I see uh, someone was coming to you and say, your mum. Like, you, you mean like, like between person and person, not like education-wise? You oh, mean right, like right. The, yeah, I mean like yeah, for, yeah. For the banter sort of thing. Yeah, like, if someone yeah. comes to say your mum, and, and like, you're just like, yeah, all right. See well, you I'll later. probably and tell that to yeah. Arsenal FC or, you know, that. Well, no, not, no, not that. Like, just just be so, I don't know. Just, just have it have it run it, off you and not... It, yeah, it wouldn't not, matter. Like, it wouldn't yeah. matter at all. Like, it, yeah, because I... so much thicker skin. That's a good thing. A good point to mention. Um design industry I, I was talking about it this morning like how thick skin you have to be to be like coming into the design industry mm-hmm. um, and maybe not. Maybe it's not a warning sort of thing but like I, I just yeah I was just thinking about it like ah there's so many comments I get on the daily like ah maybe you know, change this or the, the, that could be taken in the wrong way if you don't have thick skin yeah you just have to kind of see it as um, it's not a comment on your design ability it's just the project's not finished yet it's still developing yeah that's how I've began to take it. I think I figured that out in the last year of uni, honestly. I used to take things to heart. Mm. Now I kind of like, if if shit happens, shit happens. I got, my best friend's a dick. So <laughs> I had him around most of my life and he he taught me a thicker skin. But it's, it's stuff like when, when you spend hours on illustration and, and the right moment to share it or... Um, or get you know, showing it at the wrong moment and then you have to do it again or a different pose or, or spend... <laughs> well, I'll... So it's, it, it's it's funny we got um you you've probably you've seen it mark that we did a project for uh, crave energy drinks and that got on the uh, world brand society and one mm-hmm. person they were like in the comments you can comment whatever you want someone put a thumbs down and it was like one person out of 700 likes or whatever and i i think three years ago i would have been like why the fuck does this guy not like it i liked the comment because i thought it was funny yeah nice nice like, smart you haven't got me <laughs> You should message him and just say, what do you think? Might have some good feedback. Yeah, how could, how could, yeah maybe he has some nice critical feed, feedback that I can apply to the next project. Never know. Yeah. Um, anyway, last question. We need to close off the podcast. So last question. It's a deep one again. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's probably coming at a very early stage. But how do you want to be remembered? We ask everyone it, so we have to ask you. I, I would rather... I don't care if I'm not remembered by anyone else except in a circle, whoever Mrs. Betridge is and the kids. <laughs> like, I, as long as as long as that is tight and secure and happy, and there's a sort there's a bit of legacy there and sort of just general well being, I couldn't care less what people think about me or who's saying what. In terms of design and stuff like I said I'd like the brand to be remembered as something that is exciting and something that is actually like has a voice behind it I think again with all Instagram and stuff like they've there's lost a bit especially like with the 80s there was a big push in marketing of like brands having humour and a bit tongue-in-cheek and like some of that can be perceived as a bit cringe now but at the same time like personality within brands you know when you see all that like you know some of the big corporations that have twitter accounts and it's like come on they're they're trying to appeal to the kids and it's like we know you're 40s and you're trying to just use a hashtag because your kid told you to or you know that sort of thing Mm. i think i'd much there's going to be a point when i am 40 and probably not the you know i'm not not clear what 18 year olds are doing but i like i'd like the brand to be remembered as um, the dream is like, say someone releases an album and then 
the the album art is done by childish but not in a way that it's like they would want to know it's done by childish the same way like cause you want to know it's done by cause and then it's like the album art is done by childish the merchandise along with it is done by childish the billboard you see the music video the you know the photography for the shoots and the everything under sort of one creative roof that's how i'd like the brand to be remembered but in terms of me like i said as long as them core 10 know i i couldn't care less really what what anyone else is thinking nice yeah i gathered that would be sort of a similar answer to what we were talking about earlier on and that's good mm, yeah i appreciate you being on the podcast again it's uh we've, it's... we've tripled the last time's half time so that's great <laughs> it's uh, good to be back we're very good we had a good chat so um yeah, brilliant. Looking forward to to next time. And um, <laughs> five years from now, <laughs> where can people check you out and uh, say hello to you? We might all have a bit of beard by that time. I still don't have a full one. Mine's still patchy. Don't worry about it. Uh, I won't be able to grow a beard, so I'll just leave that one. Um, <laughs> where, where can people check you out and say hello to you on uh, on the internet or just uh, childish or whatever? You, whatever yeah, you want Instagram. To know Instagram just by childish, and that is that is all there is basically. So. That's short and sweet. I'm thinking about doing that. I'm thinking about just getting rid of her stuff. I mean, I don't even own a personal Instagram account now, even like for friends or anything. My by childish account, I follow zero people. Mm. Like um, Twitter, I've deleted now. Snapchat, I use just for mates and stuff. But I think, I mean, that's a whole other conversation about the social yeah, media. But it is. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. <laughs> part three. We'll do that in part three. It's been good. Thank you very much. It's good to be on. Thanks for having me. Both of you. Thank you.